Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones in charge. They are the host of the show. They're at the wheel and they are steering their ship through these crazy, crazy chaotic waters in this storm that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here today. It is Friday, September 30th, 2022. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. I tell you what, it is the day, the last day of the fiscal year. This is the day that supposedly um, the, the Pope demanded all assets and everything, any assets or money that was held in other banks third-party banks and other financial institutions to be withdrawn and deposited in the bank, the Vatican Bank. And you got to ask yourself why, because he's never done this. This isn't something that is done every year. So you got to wonder, what is he doing and why and what does he know that made him want to make that type of decision? So anyways, yeah, it's very interesting. So I don't know. I don't know if we're going to see some type of you know financial calamity with the banks. Uh, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not too sure to be quite honest with you, <clears throat> but anyway, so, but nonetheless, you know what, at the end of the day, no matter what happens, we still need to press forward with Christ in our heart and God at our side. Cause God backs us up and we can't move forward in life in fear. That's what they want for us. They want to lead us with fear by fear with more fear and so on and so forth. We can't allow that to happen. There's a reason why the Bible says at least 360, 65 plus times, depending on the version you have, fear not. There's a reason why for all of that. Now, today on His Heart Line, we're going to be doing uh, for the 1% or less, um, or excuse me, the 1% with Him show, <clears throat> is a reading from Psalm 34. And so, like I said, I've been slowly trying to get on here to do more lives. Um, this morning didn't get bothered, which is great. So I uh, just got to continuously, you know, monitor. But I have a funny feeling I'm going to be getting a new laptop I'm just because I think I need something also with more processing power, to be quite honest with you. When I bought this MacBook Air, I never really bought it, <clears throat> excuse me, with any type of intention of doing a podcast. It was mainly specifically, honestly, just to surf the net, social media, stupid crap like that. And half the time before I started podcasting, in fact, I should say most of the time, I never used it. I mean, spent you know all this money on a MacBook Air and it just sat. And so, but now I have some purpose and functionality for it. It's not enough juice under the hood to do what I need it to do. So I think that's part and parcel part of the problem uh, with a lot of what I got going on. But nonetheless, it's still it's still frustrating. So I think we're going to be uh, getting a new Mac here uh, in our future. Um, so anyway, but that, that's pretty much about it. So um, <clears throat> let's get right into the uh, into the reading here. Okay. So I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible. Like I said, we're going to be reading all the way up to, I believe it's the book, uh, Psalm 41, which is the last book of the first three books in Psalms. Then we're going to take a break from Psalms. We're going to move on to somewhere in the New Testament, possibly. And we're going to, um, you know, I don't know, probably get into uh, maybe Acts or Romans or somewhere in the New Testament. We'll do a few books in the New Testament, and then maybe we'll come back to Psalms Psalm 42, we'll continue on with the second book of Psalms and bounce back and forth because there's three books in the book of Psalms. So um, if we sat on Psalms for the whole time, I mean, it'd be about it's 150 books, if I recall correctly. So and I kind of want to break that up. OK, so New American Standard Bible, Psalm chapter 34, and it reads, 
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make its boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and rejoice. Exalt the Lord with me and and let's exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces will never be ashamed. This wretched man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. And the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for to those who fear him, there is no lack of anything. The young lions do without and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, you children, and listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the person who desires life and love, length of days, that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears are toward their cry for help. The face of the Lord is against evildoers, to eliminate the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. The afflictions of the righteous are many, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil will bring death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will suffer for their guilt. The Lord redeems the souls of his servants, and none of those who take refuge in him will suffer their guilt, for their guilt. Excuse me. So, that is the reading of chapter 34. Now, what does it mean? So. Psalm 34 opens with something of David expressing several times, which seems to be a vow to constantly praise and honor God. And David's comment about his boast being in God relates to Paul's similar references in the New Testament. And so David's song appeals to others to join him in this worship. Now, the preface to the psalm refers to David escaping from Abimelech, by altering his behavior. And now this event is recorded in 1 Samuel 21, verses 10 through 15. And they're, they're facing capturing by the Philistines. And David pretended to be insane. And so in that culture, those suffering insanity were thought to either be cursed by the gods or specially touched with divine messages. Now in this case, or in either case, I should really say, most people wanted no contact at all with such people. Now, what could have become a disaster for David actually ended up in his safety. And so in this psalm, David gives thanks to God for hearing his prayers and for protecting him. And so now, after thanking God for rescue, David turns to appeal to others to trust in the Lord. To taste means something more than a superficial experience. And so... Those who fully engage in God's will find that he is powerful and merciful. And as a former shepherd, David would have been familiar with lions and knew that even those powerful creatures would suffer without food and shelter. 
David fully recognizes that faith in God does not make a person immune to hardship. But still, he notes that God provides all that his people truly need. And I've always said that. Just because you have faith and trust in God does not make you immune. And I I love that word, immune, right? It does not make you immune to hardship. It does not make you immune to the burdens of life. And we all deal with them. We all suffer from them. And because we're human and we're not perfect like Jesus Christ, sometimes those burdens and and those hardships bring about anxiety, stress, and, well, fear in some form or another. I know it does for me. Anyway, I mean, if I'm going to speak transparently here, I'll be honest. There's been some times where my anxiety levels are through the roof. And then there's days where I can get them quelled to a very manageable level, almost to the point of non-existence. I mean, that's just kind of human nature, I got to imagine. And I think God knows that, you know, and so, but every day I got to ask him for forgiveness and say, God, you know, I am so sorry. Like, I know I have to put my trust in you, right? I have faith in you 100%. But because of my allowance of anxieties to rise to the top, uh, it almost seems like it's a demonstration that I don't have trust and faith in God, you know? Um. It, it's just, it's one of those things, right? And so it, it's a, it's a never ending battle on a daily basis. Now, the next passage though of Psalm, of the Psalm is like the words of Solomon promoting godly wisdom and the relative uh, safety it provides. Now, obedience to God is not a magical defense against all harm, but it does keep a person away from unnecessary consequences. And so those who want the best outcomes in life are wise to pursue godliness and goodness rather than sin. Again, like Matthew Kelly always says in a lot of his you know, talks, strive to be the best version of yourself. Be the best version of yourself. Be a better version than you were of yourself from five minutes ago. Always do the next right thing. And that's something that I always try to do. And like I say, another thing I also struggle with, again, because I'm human like any of you. I'm not perfect. Don't think just because I do this 1% with him Bible podcast where I, you know, read a a chapter a day. Don't think for one minute I'm some choir church boy. Because remember, you know, I'm just like you guys. I'm not a man of the cloth. I I sin. Well, Jason, what do you mean you sin? Well, I I use profane language and I got to stop that. Um, you know, uh, I know I got to clean up my mouth and I'm working diligently. You know, what's insane. I actually was doing very well for months on end. I don't know what happened all of a sudden. Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but I have to watch my potty mouth. Um, there's that, you know, um, just, you know, there's just so many different little stupid things, you know, sometimes you fall in the circle of gossip, right? Maybe I might not be gossiping, but I'm sitting there listening and I'm engaging, right? That's pretty much no different than actually speaking it because, you know, I'm making a choice in that moment to sit, you know, sit around and, and listen, right? Now, not that I'm saying I believe any of it, but the bottom line is, is that, that that's you're, you're, if you're engaging in something like that, even as a, as a bystander and you're not even speaking up um, in defense, which I will take ownership on that, right? I'm guilty on that. 
And, and it's not, and, and a lot of it is not because I don't want to stand up, but a lot of it is because I'm either too tired or just don't care. Right. I'm just, I just want to go home, whatever from work. And so in my opinion, you know, guilty by association. And so, you know, it's very important that we always strive to be the best version of ourselves every moment of every second of the day. Now, in keeping with those ideas, now David then notes that God is aware of the struggles of his people, and he is also aware of the sins of the wicked. Now, where God's attention for those who love him is focused on compassion and mercy, his attention to those who are evil is centered on judgment. And so in the final section of this psalm, David both acknowledges the reality of suffering and the ultimate rescue provided by God. And so God's rescue of his people is not always in the physical sense, but he does promise ultimate salvation to those who follow him. Another interesting comment in this last passage is the reference to broken bones. Now, verse 20 mentions God preventing the bones of the righteous from being broken. Now, in immediate context, this is clearly a hyperbole, but in an exaggeration for effect. And so David's main point is that God is infinitely capable of protecting his people. Now, however, this statement also serves as a prophecy about the death of the Messiah, and Passover lambs were to be prepared without breaking the bones. And Jesus was crucified without suffering any such injury. But Paul notes that Jesus serves as the fulfillment of the Passover lamb type. And this comment by David is part of that foreshadowing. And so kind of, you know, to put it all in context, David composed the psalm after he escaped from the Philistines at Gath. And he accomplished this by fiending insanity and later sheltered in the cave of, you know, Adullam. And this experience is recorded, actually, in 1 Samuel 21, 10, um, ver, uh, tw- uh, excuse me, 21, 10 and 22, 1. And like Psalm 25, this is an acrostic psalm. And every verse except the final one begins with a successive letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And 1 Peter 2, 3 alludes to the psalm, the psalm's eighth verse, and 1 Peter 3, 10 through 12 quotes verses 12 through 6 of Psalm 34. And John also, let's note too that John 1936 refers to Psalm 34, verse 20. Very interesting. And so, yeah, I mean, it's this is just one of those things, like I've always said, just because we have a faith and trust in God <clears throat> doesn't mean we're not going to experience hardships. But he will always provide us what we absolutely need. You know, we deal with hardships because we live in a fallen world. I mean, we probably would have a perfect life in a perfect world had Eve not taken, you know, advice from that stupid snake in that garden and eaten from the tree of, you know, knowledge or whatever, right? That forbidden tree, that forbidden fruit. We probably would have a life without physical pain, right? Or women having labor pains, and having shame, right? We wouldn't have to be walking around with clothes on. We'd just be just chilling, you know, just, you know, in a nice probably climate atmosphere. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know really what to expect, but it, it all stemmed from that garden, right? The first sin, that went, you know, of going against God. I mean, God had specific orders. You could eat anything in this garden, 
but don't eat from that tree. And what does she do? She eats from that stupid tree. And then furthermore, she brings, you know, Adam down with her. Hey, check this out, Adam. I'm paraphrasing here, but let me check this out, Adam. I, this fruit's delicious. I don't know why God doesn't, didn't want us to eat from this tree. Take a bite. You know, it's one of the reasons why I absolutely can't stand Mac. I mean, I love I love using my Mac computer because it's it's fast. And, you know, I might have to do something different. I don't know if I'm going to get a Mac now that I think about it because I'm just feeding into the evil, if you believe it or not. Because you think about the logo. It's an apple with a bite taken out of it. I think there was a commercial back in the 80s when they first started selling these to the public. Their first Mac computer, they were selling for $666.66. What's that tell you? Everything around us is spun in a web of evil. From our computers to our iPhones, Androids, to our TVs, to our electric cars, because there's child slave labor that's being used in, in, in third world countries to get, you know, the mine, the cobalt and the lithium. To our money, everything is spun in a web of evil. It really is. And it's sick. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think we deal with so much hardship is because we live in a fallen world. Now, if we weren't living in a fallen world, I don't think in my humble estimation, I don't think that we would be having any hardship if we didn't live in a fallen world. But we don't. And so, like I said, we got a lot to, you know, we got a lot to work on in this world. And there's, you know, I think there's a culmination of events that are taking place. And I think, and I pray that more people around the world continue to wake up. We need to find true north. We need to find true north, meaning. And I was having a conversation with a guy at work. There's a guy I used to work with actually at a different company. His name is Ron. Nice guy. In his 60s, I believe. Doesn't matter how old he is, but he's a very knowledgeable guy. And we got talking this week, and he says, you know why this country is so messed up? He goes, because we lost True North. He goes, and you know what True North is? So what's that? He said, that's our daily, you know, our, our daily uh, reading out of the Bible, daily. Scripture. They took that out of the public square, out of the public schools. They took the Ten Commandments, you know, statutes off public, you know, property. They're trying to take God out of everything. God and the Bible is our guidance. That's our compass that shows us true north. Once you take away our compass, well, you're just, you know, it's like, because he, he's a big sailor. He loves, he, he owns a sailboat. He's like, I wouldn't fare very well if I was in the middle of Lake Michigan and no compass. I would probably be spinning around, not being able to find shore until the sun goes up or goes down. Or, you know, if it was nighttime, like obviously Lake Michigan, you're eventually going to find your way somewhere. You know, all you have to do is, you know, look at the sun, <laughs> either head east or head west or south. One way or another, you're either going to hit like Milwaukee, you know, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Muskegon, Michigan, or Chicago, Illinois. All right, you go north. Yeah, you're going to be going for a minute. I would not be going north. But the, the bottom line, though, is, is what he was saying is when you have no compass and you're out in a large body of water, you're just going to be just sailing around and you're not going to have any bearing on where to go and where to point to. 
we lost true north. We need to get back to true north. And I think more people, as people start waking up to the evil that's being um, conducted around the world, I'm hoping and praying that that really brings people back to wanting to own their Bible and to get closer to God. That's why I do this 1% with him show to help people get, you know, find true North. If somebody doesn't own a Bible, they can at least listen to this podcast. Eventually I'd like to do this more on a full-time basis. I was thinking about starting up a give, set and go. Um, again, not something I'm going to promote heavily, but just have it there in case anybody wants to do something. But I also want to sell his hardline stuff. I want to, I want to get an online store to try to help support being able to eventually work my way down to uh, working from five days a week to four days a week. Because with my job, I work four days a week, um, but I always work a fifth every day or every week and then a sixth every other just to, because, you know, I'm the sole income earner. And so my wife's a stay at home mom. But I love doing this podcast so much. I'd love to do this full time. Um, unfortunately, you know, there's dumb bills that need to be paid. But again, I lay all that to God. I have no timeline because my timeline will never coincide with God's timeline. It may take me 20 years before I get to that point. And if it does, so be it. I'm okay with that. I have no expectations. But what I do have an expectation on is I need to make sure my, here's my own expectation. I want to provide, you know, solid truth and information for anybody who cares to come to this channel. That's my most important mission. All money aside, because I really don't care about money. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, but money does pay the bills. But like I said, I have a very good job that God blessed me with. And so if that's all he does and makes me just say, hey, no, sorry, Jason, you're going to keep doing this podcast. Your income is going to be from trucking. Okay, that's cool. No big deal. Because I don't know what plan he has for me. I really don't. If I'm putting it out there to God, God, that's my that's my goal. You know, anything can happen through God, right? But that's another thing too. I will also say, God's dreams are always bigger for you than the dreams you have for yourself. And I absolutely love that. Like you know, somebody. I mean, it's a, such a stupid reference, but somebody equated it to me one time. They're like, you know, when you think you want a Mustang Shelby or a Mustang Cobra, a Ford Mustang Cobra, right? A GT five hundred, whatever. He gives you like a Ford GT. Right. Or, you know, that Ferrari. Again, it's stupid because it's all material, but, you know, you get the point. So anyway, but that's all I really have for you today. <clears throat> Time to hang it up. I had a bet with my daughter that I could get my podcast done before she cleaned up the basement and got dressed because we got to We're going to go you know, visit my uh, sister and brother-in-law in Grand Rapids and hang out, have some family time. This is my three day weekend. Um, so I'm just kind of chilling out, you know, just chilling, relaxing, um, just enjoying my family, you know, so and I hope all of you enjoy your family, too. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And remember, you know, God's got this no matter what kind of crazy chaos that we are seeing in the news and hearing from other podcasters and influencers and, you know, the headlines that we see online. Just turn it off this weekend. Just turn it off. Put it aside. Don't even come to this podcast and listen to downloads. Just turn off the media. Turn off the phones. Have a technology sabbatical for a weekend. It might be good for you mentally, spiritually. And again, that also includes this show. Put it all down. You don't need it 24-7. And I'm trying to learn that myself. 
you know, all this is, is just a tool to help get out to more people. But at the end of the day, I don't rely on it and neither should you. So anyway, I think we should pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day of life. We thank you for our good health and our family and the beautiful weather that you have outside my window right now. And I don't know about anybody else that's listening around the world, but I hope they have beautiful weather that they can enjoy too. But nonetheless, whatever weather we have, we know it's all by you and it's all perfect. And it's all for a reason. We thank you for our homes, for the gift of work, our jobs. And we just thank you for the purpose that you put inside of us. And thank you for you know, a, the gift that everybody has within them. And my prayer and hope is that everybody can reach deep down inside them and realize what their gift is. Because we know your gift is for the service of others. Just like you blessed me with a big fat mouth with the gift of gab. I think that's why you put me here in front of this microphone because you know I don't care what people think of me. You know I will put it out there without, you know, feeling like I need to have um, acceptance from man. The only acceptance I desire is from you and Jesus Christ. That's it. I don't care about what man thinks of me or says. And so I thank you for giving me that gift inside of me. And so I pray that anybody out there that's listening, find your gift. I hope God helps you find your gift. And so with all that, we pray in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's all I got for you all today. I hope you have a great weekend. Randy, I see you're listening in. I'm glad you got in, brother. I know earlier he was trying to get in when I was doing the Brandenburg block hour. He was having a hard time get in. I don't I don't I don't know why, but uh, he had a hard time listening to the show. Like I said, the show has been dealing with what I think and what I perceive were being attacks last week, Friday, and this past Sunday, but I've been doing some lives. I did one yesterday, last night. That seemed to go pretty well for about an hour. I did one this morning with Donna Brandenburg. Didn't get bothered at all, obviously, doing this one. Not getting bothered at all. I think part and parcel, if I'm going to be, uh, um, if I if my assessment's correct, and I, I don't know, um, I have a funny feeling I might need something with a little bit more processing power, too, because I think that's part and parcel part of the problem. So, but uh, <clears throat> anyways, got brother, brother uh, Ron here, Raccoon Six. Glad to have you here. Sorry, brother, you kind of caught it at the tail end here, but I'm glad you stopped in to say hello. Um, may God bless you and yours. And and Patriot Eagle, I don't know you personally, brother. I think I don't know if you're in the assembly, but whoever you are, man, hey, I hope God blesses you too. You have a good week, and all you guys, anybody that guys and gals that listen in on the download here. I hope everybody has an absolutely fantastic, blessed weekend. And please be safe, okay? Please be safe. And remember, always be prepared for anything and everything. And I mean that with sincerity. Make sure you have extra, you know, storehouses of food. Even if it's just a couple extra 50-pound bags of, you know, 25-pound bags of rice. Even if it's, you know, a few extra cases of water. Um, grab an extra two, three, four, five hundred dollars of cash, right? Just always be prepared. Okay. I mean, I know everybody's got their limits and everybody's got a budget, but you know what? Every little bit helps for whatever is possibly coming our way. I don't know what's coming our way. I mean, I have an idea, but I don't know when, I don't know what that looks like, but I hope it has minimal casualties, um, 
with whatever's coming. I, I don't know. It's it's really, um, really a really fantastic time to live, to be honest with you. But um, you guys are great. I love this community. And I don't care if this community doesn't grow past 300 followers or 3,000. It doesn't matter. I'm always going to keep doing the same thing. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm not going to keep doing the same thing. I will always strive to do better because um, I like being, again, the best version of myself here. But I will always do my best to give you good production here with music and sound bites, but stuff that's really good content, good quality, and not fluff because we all get enough fluff in our daily lives. We don't need any more fluff. All fluff does is make you stuffed and full. It doesn't fulfill you truly. So, but anyway, I think that's all we got for you today. And um, remember here at His Hard Line, you know, we're firm, we're steadfast, and we are uncompromising, and we will push that enemy back on their side. And so remember, we cannot allow the enemy to triumph at all. I'm tired of the enemy, and I know you are too. We will win this war. Because with God at our side, backing us up, remember, we don't need to back up God. God doesn't need our backup. We need his backup. And with his backup, we will push Satan and his minions on their side of the line and squash them down in the mud. Like I said, as it always states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Remember that, patriots. I hope you all have a blessed day, a blessed night, wherever you're at in the world. And we'll see you back here. Well, I might do a Bible podcast tomorrow since I have a three-day week. And I might do a Bible podcast tomorrow on no podcast Saturdays. I think I might do one first thing in the morning before the family wakes up. So, yeah. And I'll put that out there. Um, May God bless all of you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye-bye.